So there. So there. So there. So there. Let me know your thoughts. So there. So there. So there. Let me know your thoughts. Why do you keep saying let us know your thoughts? Let me know your thoughts to me is a nice lead-in for So There. So There. Welcome to episode 18 of So So There. There. I'm Gary Doyle. And I'm Tom Karamitis. That slight hesitation there by me was me not really remembering what I'm supposed to do here because, as you know, America, it's been a long time since we've done this and we've missed you, America. It's been almost two months, actually. I went back and checked. It was around September 21st. The weather was still nice. Not frightful? (laughs) (laughs) You know, the problem with, with asking America if they've missed us in this format is we really can't hear their response. If this was a talk show, we could at least have one person or two or three people from America tell us if they missed us, but America really can't respond. Perhaps perhaps you can by mail at so there at yahoo.com, the most progressive and dynamic of all email platforms. Well, Gary and I are... Uh dusting off the observations and we apologize ahead of time if everything you hear today is something you've heard already but as i said it's been a while my material will be recycled i didn't know tom's was but we shall see i also noticed there's no drum kit here in the studio so we almost will be lost no our studio pardon we almost lost our studio whoa so america shutters yes <laughs> yes it's okay america yes our backup plan was a was a closet uh, but we got our studio back, albeit without the rim shots. Right. So. It sounds vaguely inappropriate, by the way. Well, I'd like to start things off with a couple of uh, kind of getting back a little bit to our roots that, that this was in, in, in part a pod about marketing. And I wanted to make a couple of, of observations about things that have been striking me lately. And I, I, I want to hear what Gary Doyle has to think about these two campaigns that have been running, uh, and then also, obviously, uh, all of you in America as well. Uh, The the, the thing, (coughs) the the commercials that I, I, right off the bat, have trouble getting past without kind of spitting up on my mouth a little bit are, is the current campaign for Mazda with the the incredibly arrogant, pompous tagline, Feel Alive. If somebody out there who did this work, if I perhaps interview with you one day or you want to hire me, I'm sure the client made you do this. Okay, so let me just say that. I'm sure they made you do it. I I understand. I've been there. Um, There's so much wrong with this this, uh, campaign. I mean, right, right off the bat, it's for Mazda. Okay, I mean, it would be pompous if it was for Mercedes or Ferrari, but it's for Mazda. They, they have this kind of over-the-top imagery of, and it always ends with a guy putting his arms like in this weird condor position to mimic the, uh, the, the logo, with like wings spread. But one of the commercials I read, one of the first, uh, rather commercials The condor, seen, by the way, reminds me of the end of The Breakfast Club where Judd Nelson does that, yeah, thing walking off into the sunset. It looks exactly <laughs> like that. Yes, and this, this clunky visual match they do from that pose to the, uh, to, to, to the logo. But one of the recent commercials now, I don't know if you've noticed, the second or third scene in the commercial is a close-up of a guy, and he's gazing up at the sky, and there's a tear rolling down his cheek. Um, but what really gets me 
uh, about this commercial. At the end, the tagline comes up, feel alive with a little SM next to it, a little service mark. It's almost like they are, if the, the spot wasn't pompous enough, they're telling you, we need to protect Feel Alive. Yeah, oh my God. Oh from my the God. rest of we the really, ad world. We really hit the mother load here. Oh my God, Feel Alive. Wait a minute. Get the lawyers on the phone immediately. Protect that from anybody. Some mattress store could claim that. Feel Alive. Yeah, and he also says it, he says that tagline, the announcer, kind of like the Joseph A. Bank guy. He's so into it. Feel alive. Buy a suit. Get eight free. <laughs> and again, we're talking about Mazda. I mean, it wouldn't. It would be the same thing if Kia was 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 doing this. It's just. Uh, overwrought is, is, a, is, a, is a word that comes to mind. The, the, the other campaign I wanted to mention quickly, there's a new jingle you might have heard, I'm sure you have heard it, for Liberty Mutual Insurance. Liberty, 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 Liberty. My proposed backstory for this was the agency had gone back and forth many times with the client trying to get them to buy a mnemonic or a jingle and the client rejected everything until some exasperated creative director at the end said just give them their damn name over and over and over again five times just 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 to prove a point and much to his horror they loved it <laughs> I think what happened is they put a person standing in front of the Statue of Liberty for 30 seconds talking about Liberty Mutual and then the client said you know that's not enough branding. And then the creative director said, screw it. Liberty, 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 liberty. So literally, <laughs> saying liberty, standing in front of the Statue of Liberty, and then re singing it four times at the end of the ad. Now again, the agency that did liberty, I admire, I don't know who this is, but I admire your work. <laughs> and the rest of your work is fantastic. Similar to the agency that did Mazda, I admire your work and the people that work there. Yes, it's a very complicated, sometimes unpleasant business. Uh, one other thing... By the way, the, you mentioned the Condor at the end of... Yes. At the end of the Mazda. Wasn't that the nickname for your hair at one point? No. The or am I thinking of something else? You're thinking What's of something the Condor? Else. The Condor was a bird yell I used to be able to do. I thought the, I thought the Condor was your hairdo. No. No, I'm I had sorry. enormous hair, but I will reenact the condor for you. I haven't done this probably in 25 years. I'm going to back away from the microphone because it's very loud and it hurts, but I give you the condor. <laughs> that was the condor. Thank you for remembering. That wasn't the condor I remembered, but <laughs> it's okay. the condor you will remember now. <laughs> True. Uh, do I have time for one more quick one? This sure. Is, all right, all right. This is something that Gary Doyle might have, have seen as well. There's a, we, we ride a train. That, we don't ride the same train, but our trains converge at one uh, a common station. And there's a billboard on there for, um, for one of the mattress companies. And uh, to get the exact quote here. Okay, it's for Sleep Number. And, and it says, uh, Sleep Number is the official sleep and wellness partner of the NFL. Which made me think, does, does this type of affiliation have any impact on anyone at all? Has any, a sing, even a single human being 
base their buying decision on the fact that Sleep Number is the official wellness and sleep partner of the NFL. Is it the same person that comes into the mattress store because Mike Singletary sent him? <laughs> Touche. But honestly, I, I, I'm sure it cost them a, a fair amount of money so they could slap an NFL shield on their, on their billboard and make that declaration. But is, is there really, honestly, to, to, to a thinking person, is there any tangible benefit from such an association? I ask you, Gary Doyle, creative director, what would you tell your client? No. I think that the reason that they're the official mattress store of the, of the NFL is that they, so they can get Super Bowl tickets, um, go to the Super Bowl party all week, hang out with the players and the celebrities. And I'm fully in favor of that. So there. Well, while Tom Karamitis is on marketing, I will talk about marketing, and it is the Christmas season, so I would like to talk about Christmas commercials. And I'm saying Christmas because Trump has made it okay to say Merry Christmas. So, Christmas commercials. Uh, You have the usual lows and the highs. There's the lows being Menards, so I believe I've... I've spoken of this on previous pods, but Menards ends all their their holiday commercials with a trio. It sounds like a trio of of singers, Lennon sisters like singers from the fifties that that sound like they're recorded in a broom closet. Where we'll be recording this pod after the studio shuts shuts down, um, and they go, "Monsters, it's greatest to you all, Menards." It took me about four years to understand what they were even singing, but I think they're singing more seasons greetings to y'all from Menards. So that's Menards, and then there's the the other end of the spectrum, the John Lewis Christmas commercial, which is wonderful. If you haven't seen it, Google John Lewis Elton John Christmas commercial. It is a beautiful, wonderfully crafted, uh, spectacular commercial. For a department store in Britain called John Lewis, so I encourage you to look that up. And you know, Apple's done some wonderful work over the years, uh, but I wanted to, to talk about something that's maybe on the loathsome end of the spectrum, but also worth talking about. And that's the Lexus December to Remember sales event, where they've always wrapped the new Lexus in a ribbon, and uh, and a couple will come out and discover the ribbon, the car wrapped in the ribbon. And what they've done now is, I don't know if you've seen this, but their December to Remember commercial this year has cars wrapped in ribbons all through the year. So they have one at a football game in the fall, and they have another in a at a by a park by a river in the spring, and, and there's a, something else in the summer. And the voiceover says, Lexus would like you to make it a May to Remember and a August to Remember. And a September to remember. Because it all starts with a December to remember. And I watched that and I'm like, that's not correct. Those, They're saying that June, August, and September start with December? Lexus needs to... Uh, needs to get in touch with, the, with a calendar. How about this? Right off the bat, this is for free, okay? They can take it if they want it. Lexus, feel alive. 
Hyundai has a commercial now where there's a guy trying to put wrapping paper around the brand new Hyundai in his driveway, which is a gift for somebody. So they've created this. Do you know, and I, I perhaps don't travel in, in the same circles that you do because you're more of a North Shore guy. Do you know people Is who there give something you, wrong with that? Nothing wrong with that. I'm ad- admitting my own inadequacy. But do you know anyone who has given somebody else a brand new car for Christmas? Well, Tom, the North Shore is, as you know, a <coughs> uh, a certain demographic. So yes, we do give each other two cars, not just one, two, <laughs> often. Just to prove a point. Because it is a certain demographic. We're doing rather well. I would like to see, uh, I think there's a, 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 a golden opportunity for an advertiser to do what REI did after Labor Day. And they had their, remember their opt-outside campaign? They shut down on Labor Day. And they said Black Friday, everyone's out shopping. You know what, let's go outside. I, I think there's a golden opportunity for an advertiser to say, you know what? Christmas time, the holidays are meant for for togetherness. It's not about capitalism. It's not about, it's not about money it's not about spending right and we'd like to recognize that what a bold point of view that would be be a great way to just feel alive (laughs) this christmas feel alive service mark so there because man has a soul that, that's making Tom Karabitis uncomfortable. None of none of our listeners understand that reference, except perhaps several. I don't remember what account we had, but somebody had pitched that as a as a, as a tagline to one of our our accounts. It didn't didn't sell. I know. Can I say or not? Sure. Sony. <laughs> Sony, because man has a soul. Available at all Bamberger stores. <laughs> Get a disc man. Get a walk man for twenty nine ninety nine and all Bamburgers. Sony because a man has soul. I have an I wonder why I wanted to share today, and this this actually um this actually occurred to me fairly recently on a rainy morning. I was wondering. <clears throat> I understand why people sometimes will get caught in the rain going home from work at night, but why don't people have an umbrella in the morning when it's raining? I don't really understand. I'm talking about people who are, who look like, you know, they have their lunch money together and and it's not a question that that they they couldn't afford an umbrella, but I never understand why people coming into the office on a day that's been raining since before dawn will not have an umbrella. It just puzzles me. Wait, they don't have an umbrella... Look, there have been days when it starts raining. It's sunny in the morning and it rains in the afternoon. So you end up going home, catching the train and getting caught in the rain because you didn't expect it to mm-hmm. rain, right? Mm-hmm. But if it's the morning, you left your home, right? Why wouldn't you have an umbrella if it's raining out? I often do that. Why? Because... Do you not own an umbrella? I don't like, um, I don't like carrying an umbrella. I think that it might stop. And I also tend to be a weather denialist. What that means is I'm in denial about the weather. If it's cold out, I don't dress for it because I don't wish for it to be cold. If it's raining, I don't bring an umbrella because I don't wish for it to rain. So it's a little bit of a a denialist behavior. All right. (laughs) I'm, I'm just explaining to you my thought process. All right. I don't understand 
Well, there's a lot you don't understand. So there. While Tom Karamitis is on um, I Wonder Why, uh, a, a reader, a listener, sent in a, ser- uh, a letter to so there at yahoo.com. So there at yahoo.com. Not gmail.com, but yahoo.com. Uh, with, some, uh, with some observations. Um, I, I should call them I Wonder Why observations. So uh, a listener named Tucker. And by the way, this is right one of our longer letters we've received. So thank you, Tucker. Uh, a, a listener named Tucker says, Dear Tom and Gary, first off, and by the way, it's I, I like to think of it as Gary and Tom, but Dear Tom and Gary, first off, big fan of the show, love the observational comedy and banter you guys have. You, too, never fail to make me chuckle. So here are five observations that I've made in my years here on Earth that are puzzling, but also interesting to me. I'd love to know your thoughts on them. Number one, when I say... I love you to a family member or a significant other. I've gotten back me too or you too sometimes. I don't know why they just can't say I love you too. When they say me too, does that mean they also love themselves? <laughs> Very strange to me. Yeah, I would I think me too is a lazy response just like somebody saying to you feel better. <laughs> but I never thought of it that way. I uh, if I said to you, I love you, and you said, me too, one could take that as, I love, I love me too. <laughs> I love me too. What's not to love? <laughs> Number two, I just watched The Duke in a film class, and it was projected on a big screen. The movie is really terrifying, but even more so with surround sound and on a big screen. There was one guy sitting two seats away from me that was constantly editorializing the film as it was unfolding. He was un- adding his own narration like, oh God, oh God, don't do that, or... Why would you do that? Run! Stuff like that. And this wasn't the first time I've experienced people to talk over a horror film. The easy answer is that they are doing this to calm their own nerves, but do they not realize this is making the film exponentially less scary for those watching it? Maybe there's some other reason they're doing it. I don't know. The older I've gotten, the more those things get under my skin. People talking in movie theaters. I I just start to really resent my fellow man for all that they do that irritates me. Do you, do you dislike loud popcorn eaters? No. No. Do you? Yes. All right, number three. I've noticed a lot of people that don't have, that don't have headphones that are riding on the L still decide to play music out of their phones at a loud volume. This is people without cell phones. This reminds me of the observation we had about people that talk into their phone with it held up in front of them. They hold it up in front of them and talk into the, into the speakerphone and you hear them talk back. I'll admit listening to a podcast or music on your phone makes the time pass a lot quicker, but can they really not go 15 minutes without listening to music? Well, that's a big, that's a big question. I mean, that's a bigger societal, social question. I haven't really seen that as much. I don't feel like I hear people listening to music out of their smartphone that often. Number four, one of the more awkward moments in life, at least for me, is when I mess up shaking hands with someone. There's about three or four things guys can do when you're saying goodbye or greeting someone, I, and I almost always mess it up. I agree with this. Especially, dare I say, the younger generation, they have a different way of shaking hands, and you're not quite sure what it is. There's a kind of a, a new way of shaking hands. It's hard to demonstrate because this is an audio medium, but, right, it's like a da, it's like a da, 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 da. Oh, I, yeah. You know, I, I, da, 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 thing, this. Yeah. The, that multi-stage, multi-stage, clasping, unclasping, yeah, multi-stage. Yeah. Gr- greetings have become more challenging in general. I I tend to be a hugger, 
And I've noticed... I never uh, get hugs from you. Well, that's because we had a fight. Uh, but one of the things I've noticed is I have several good friends who are Australian. Australians are not huggers, to generalize. They tend to... And maybe it's just they're recoiling from Tom Karamitis. That's entirely possible. I think that's probably it. I went to... I traveled around Europe when I was younger for about three months, and the Australians were the warmest people. They were always the ones to say, Hey, mate! This is my bad Australian. Hey, mate, stick... Do it longer than three months. Hang out, mate. Come on. You know, and they'd want you to hang out. And they were very... So I think it might be you. Might be the Tom Karamitis effect. Stop coming at me with arms outstretched. They weren't put off by you. They were intimidated by you. And people tend to be intimidated by you. Number five. Another awkward moment I encounter on a daily basis. Why is it that I, and probably a lot of other people, see someone walking towards you from a good distance away, but still end up playing that awkward game where you bump into each other about three or four times. We know what side that person is walking on, and all we have to do is walk on the other side, but it never works out. Oh, that's the crossing the street thing? Should I go right or should I go left? That kind of... Yeah. Well, Tucker has a lot of... uh, He wonders a lot. Yeah. He has a lot of wonderings, as do we all, but he was... uh, Nice enough to put them. That was a lot of effort. There's a lot of lot of thought went into that email, yeah. and uh, maybe uh, maybe we can have Tucker on sometime to discuss some of these issues. Yeah, uh, yeah. And he says, "All right, that's all I got. Looking forward to the next show. Thank you, Tucker, uh, for your trenchant observations, and thank you, America, for once again dealing with Gary and Tom for another 24 minutes of." So there!